Welcome to If I Was 20 Again, where today I have the amazing Christina on here. I met her a few years ago and I can't imagine my life without her. She is this beautiful ray of sunshine that I feel from 3,000 miles away. She got me involved in the Puerto Rico community with my family, moved out there, and she has always done amazing things and is always going to do amazing things. So here is Christina. Christina, do you want to start off by telling us kind of what you do, what you've done, how you got here? Yes, absolutely. Oh my word, Michaela. I'm so honored to be here with you today. This is so much fun and just feels like a phone call with you or a Marco Polo, which <laughs> is just what I needed, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, my name is actually, you know, Christina, but I was born, okay, so the question when people say, where are you from? It's kind of longer than normal because I was born in a place different than where I was raised, different than where my parents were from. So if I'm just like, I mean, so there's just like no short answer. Basically, I was born in Guatemala, Central America, so under Mexico, and lived there from zero to 12 years. So that was my childhood, Guatemala, and it was super fun, super tiny country, and it was, yeah, not in the U.S., so that made it more exciting, <laughs> but um, after that, my parents moved our family to Mexico, where we were for 18 years, so that's where I have the best memories, so almost like that was teen years and like middle school, so that's where I remember the most, although I still am connected with my friends from Guatemala, but you know, childhood, you basically rely on what your parents tell you that <laughs> happened, right? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, till 18 years in Mexico. And that was amazing. I'm the second of five. So second borns unite. And, <laughs> and yeah. Um, what else? Well, yeah, so that's how I grew up. My first jobs, we were talking about that. Okay, first jobs I ever had. This is super funny. I don't think I've even told you this. I used to work for, okay, started out with this lady that my parents knew and my sister and I would go and cook her a whole month of freezer meals because she was really busy working and she said that she would pay us if we'd cook for her. So she gave us a book to read, to learn how to do it. And then she would buy the groceries and we would go spend the day at her house and cook oh my like gosh. 30, 30 meals for her freezer. <laughs> my mom would love that. So <laughs> Who would have thought that's a job? Well, I mean, it was our <laughs> first job. And hey, it's a pretty sweet deal, right? Because we were paid and no one else wanted to hire us. So that was great. <laughs> and, oh, my also second job, which I had to talk about, was I worked at a florist in Mexico doing balloons and uh, flowers for quinceañeras and, yeah, and receptions. It was so fun because we learned how to put flowers together and make those big balloon arches that are so fun. So. That's yeah. cool. That's I don't know if cool. I can do it now, but <laughs> it's like, okay, so when my wedding happens, I know who to call. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> that would be scary. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, don't worry. Fun. It's like a long time away. Okay. I have I time to hold my scope. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I guess first question is there anything else you wanted to add just to let anybody else know who you are well okay one of the other jobs I had this is the last one but it was my siblings all played instruments together so I played the flute and you know my mom's a music major taught us all piano and we all picked up an instrument well they would hire us for weddings because we learned the basic songs for the bride <laughs> to walk down the aisle <laughs> so we and we were all kids so they could pay us cheap and we would play and be thrilled to pieces. 
Heck yes. So every weekend that was like a gig and I loved it because I mean, come on, you know, <laughs> if you hate practicing, playing your instrument is like fun when money is involved, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's the extent of my life. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. And then I just want to say you taught English in what other with your husband? What was it? <laughs> yeah. So we taught English in Taiwan for two years. So fun. And yeah, just so many exciting things. I've always loved, yeah, other countries traveling, things like that. And as soon as we got married, we were like, hey, let's do something adventurous. So we went backpacking to Taiwan. It's an island off the coast of China. And we taught English for a year and thought, okay, if it's crazy, it's just a year and a year flies by. So we did it a year, loved it. Did the second year, loved it. We're going to stay a third year. And that's when we moved to Puerto Rico. So yeah. <laughs> Fun. Perfect. Okay. So first question. And the one that I'm the most excited for is your funniest or favorite memory thing that has made you laugh the hardest, like your pants laugh. Oh my goodness. This is super hard because there are so many moments, but I would say they all involve young life on Monday nights because my husband and I, every Monday night, we get together with all our high school friends in the neighborhood and they come over and we play a whole bunch of games. And it's always just so funny. Just, we're always cracking up. And I don't know, one of the last ones we did, there are so many, but we, we got two sleeping bags and we put we each divide up in teams and then someone gets in a sleeping bag and you zip it up to their neck. And then like without arms, they have to scoot like a little worm <laughs> on the ground and race. Oh my word. We were just dying laughing because it's amazing how fast our high school guy friends could race like a worm on the ground. In those. It was just, you would have to have been there. It's so funny. But That is so funny. So if anybody who doesn't know, Young Life is kind of like this Christian activity where you just come and you come party and then afterwards they kind of do like a Christian message to kind of just bring in the feel goods. And I went for a little bit and I absolutely loved it and have been trying to find a place here where I live I to go because I loved it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so proudest moment. Like I'm sure you have three because you have three little ones running around, but... Yeah. Oh man, proudest moment. Those are definitely some sweet, proud moments. And yeah, I was definitely thinking of them. Also, I was thinking that one of the things I'm most proud of is that while, and speaking of this podcast being what would have said when I was 20, um, that during my teen years, I spent them well and didn't waste them. And I know that often, um, we feel like when we're teens, that's time to just chill and like watch TV all day. And like, it's like your time to check out from society and just kind of do whatever you want because, well, you don't have to be responsible and you're not an adult yet. And you're kind of that in-between stage, but it's so amazing when you can use those years to do incredible things, serving in other people's lives. And, you know, like I got to do so many amazing things Um, even more than just college and college is so amazing and just such a great tool. Um, But I also got a chance to, like I taught in China, I went to China and I taught for a month English and I volunteered at orphanage in Russia as well. And I just wanted to serve, help the kids, you know, like do their laundry, wipe and sweep floors, make their food and help them learn English or help them with homework. 
and not even knowing language, but so many things like that, that were so unforgettable. So now I can look back on my teen years and be like, wow, those were so well spent because of, you know, thinking about that. So I love that. Um, I definitely know when I, well, I guess I'm fresh out of, fresh out of teens, um, like being a teenager, like people don't always take you seriously. So it's kind of hard to find those points where you can be sure. contributing to society and stuff. So I love that you're able to find them. Um, you're so right. It is true that a lot of people, they really look down on teens and they don't give them a chance. They don't think they could step it up and be super responsible or like do great things and they 100% can it's just amazing but yeah <laughs> it's hard when you have to live under that kind of pressure you know <laughs> yeah and I feel like it's either like you like they don't necessarily believe in you they want to encourage you but yeah. then once you kind of like prove them wrong then like oh my gosh you're so amazing like why isn't everybody else like this so <laughs> always one extreme or another it's like wait what yes. we're all still learning yeah <laughs> Okay. Um, now on the opposite side, what is your biggest failure? My biggest failure, I would say, this is a really good question, Kayla. I would say, I was thinking about this one and I would say it is times in my life when I wish I would have spoken up and didn't. And I, I really want to get better at that. And being you know, like conscious of it helps so much because there are times I can think back on, I'm like, I wish I would have spoken up and said something, stood up for someone, um, you know, defended someone, but then you're held back by so many things because you're like, wait, I don't want to cause a stir. I don't want to make a scene. I don't want to make this worse than it is. I don't want people to like get on me or like, I don't know, talk about me or I don't want to be in the middle of that. But it's so important to raise our voice for things that matter. And not care what other people think, you know, and I definitely wish I would have done that more. And so definitely trying to do that. So <laughs> I am sure. actually learning that a lot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I am going to therapy now to kind of help like get everything straight in my head and stuff. Yeah. And I love it. And we're talking about um, like standing up for myself and like making sure that I I'm like, hey, whoa, that's not okay when you're talking to something about me or anything like that. And so had a big win on that last week and it was so exciting. I just kind of needed like a mental health day. And my friend was like, you should come over. I'm not feeling good. I was like, eh, sorry, I'm, I'm gonna take care of me. You take care of you, yeah. but I'm gonna do me. So that is very exciting and definitely something everybody should learn to do and yeah. definitely do. <laughs> I love that. And it's, I mean, like you said, it's hard because I'm learning something new and just baby steps. And sometimes I think of it after the fact. So then I'm like, man, I should have said something then. I shouldn't have stayed quiet or I should have. And so then I'm kind of like, okay, um, next time I'm going to be on it. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, when you look back on those times, are you like hard on yourself or is it more of like a, a grace kind of like? from like God's eyes, like you messed up, but it's okay. Like it's a yeah. learning process. I think I used to be harder on myself because I was like, man, that was my chance and I blew it, but it's like, no, <laughs> there will be many more chances as well. And just recognizing it, like, is that first step to changing, you know, like 
patterns that you used to have or okay you know what I used to do this now I'm gonna do this and so yeah now it's just like it's okay you know if I especially having my kids that has changed so much because when I look at them little Elliot he's six months I'm like if he falls flat on his face he's learning how to crawl I'm not gonna be like oh my word you're six months you should get this no I'm just like oh my word keep going you're so cute (laughs) like you got this you know so I always think you know, what would I tell them? And tell, let me tell myself that. I love that. Uh, there was a book that I was reading that was like, literally just treat yourself like you're a child. And I like, with kindness that you give a child when they're learning something new. And that has helped significantly with all the brain trash that I have got going in my head. So That's so good. Yes, we love that. Yeah. Okay. Anything else on that question? I think that's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, so life changing moment. What is one pinpoint that you can go look back on and be like, that is where my life just like pivoted. Life changing moment. Oh my goodness. That's a good question. <laughs> um, okay. I would say life changing moment. Well, aside from each one of my kids being born, <laughs> because it's pretty life changing being able to make a change in someone else's life is pretty incredible. And so two years ago, I started my own business and it's been amazing to be able to use it to make a difference in someone else's life. And I used to think like, oh man, that's like so great if I was a billionaire or if I had, you know, this or that, if I was super rich, I could just (laughs) change the world. But you can do so much in your little corner to change someone else's life or better it or just put a smile on someone's face and it's so fun to do that and it's super encouraging so when you're discouraged to do something for someone else man that just like helps pull you out of anything and it's been amazing so (laughs) that's so fun okay I know you've kind of like bounced around from business ideas yeah what one are you working on right now right now okay so this is what I'm working on right now my favorite business idea to (laughs) to this day but basically I was on the phone with my one of my friends a few um, months ago and she lives in California and she loves to showcase the beauty of the desert and she has a homestead and in her homestead they do all kinds of stuff to showcase the the desert and I'm like what is beautiful about a desert right like you never think of that I mean it's just what tumbleweeds dirt (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know what there is in desert but I love that she has llamas on her farm and would, when they shear them, she makes socks out of them and, or has socks made and sells those. And I was like, that is beautiful. So then I thought to myself, what showcases the beauty of where I'm at? Because everyone lives in different place and where you live is different than where I live. And there's beautiful things about where you live that I don't have and vice versa. So I started looking at palm trees and I was like, palm trees are so beautiful and they're not everywhere. And you know what? I see these palm trees that fall and they're all brown, but you can make beautiful, I mean, like centerpieces for the table out of them. Mm -hmm. So I took some and I would like clean them off and brush them really good and wash them up. And so I have sold so many palm branches, dried palm branches. That's pretty cool. (laughs) It's so amazing because you can just transform a little space this way and just make it so fun. And this is my favorite part. 
that you don't have to water them or give them sunlight because I cannot keep plants alive. And in my house, they're fake. Look at this one. It's fake <laughs> right behind me. <laughs> and so if something is requiring dirt and water, I have to like remember that it's there or, you know, learn about it and how often it needs care, which is super fun too. I love plants, but this one is really great because you just put it in a vase, leave it alone. You can switch it up with other types of things. So that's been really fun. <laughs> that is amazing. I am a really good plant killer. So <laughs> there we go. We have something in common. <laughs> I told my husband the other day, I need to make a sticker that says I sell dead things and put them in the packages because <laughs> so fun. That <laughs> like, would be so funny. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I love that. Okay. And then the big question to go along with the podcast, if you were 20 again, what would you do differently or what would you tell yourself? If I was 20 again, what I would do differently? Well, this is what I would tell myself. (laughs) That's a really, okay. All these questions are really great, but I think I was just thinking about this today and it's crazy to think that most of us I was watching this video and it was talking about how, what we spend our life doing. And on average, if you live to be 70, you would spend, are you ready for this? 20 years and three months sleeping, (laughs) 10 years and five months watching TV, seven years and six months eating and drinking food, water, whatever, 18 months waiting in line, five years and four months in transportation and six months sitting at red light. Six months oh, sitting red lights. Red lights? Yes. Ooh. So that's a lot of time. And then it said, if you're, you know, like college age, high school, whatever, and you live to be 70, you have approximately 570,000 hours left to live. Isn't oh, that not crazy? To that, think that's that? a lot of pressure. That feels really short. <laughs> like I, when I was young, I was like, I have my whole life ahead. Calm down, y'all. No rush. <laughs> Like, this is good, but that makes it feel like, whoa, that is not long to do something meaningful or just, you know, make my decisions count. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so listening to this podcast is a really good use of your time as well as a little plug there, but thinking of making your hours purposeful, your days purposeful and man, that cuts out a lot of like so many times when we're just like, I mean, I feel I would always love to throw pity parties on myself like well it's me and these girls don't talk to me and I wasn't invited to that party and so and so you know but it's so amazing when you can think of your life as wanting to make those hours count and um man that really makes you think so um mm-hmm. yeah I don't know just living in a way that makes it life you know count and I had <laughs> something written down here and then I totally missed that. But um, so just thinking like, is this going to matter in five years and 10 years? And if not, just like, let it go. I think uh, that would simplify so much, right? Mm-hmm. I have noticed that with my, like, <laughs> I, hey there. <laughs> so cute. I, oh I my God. She <laughs> loves attention. Oh, <laughs> so cute. I've noticed like with my friends when 
Like I have a couple who kind of like freak out if they don't get A's on their tests or whatever. And they're like, my life is over. And like, right. it does seem a little dramatic, but like yeah. your life isn't over. Like, hon, I love you. You're okay. Yeah. Like C's get degrees. Yes. You don't have to have it all figured out. Don't sweat the small stuff. It's all small stuff. Yeah. And yeah, giving up, pleasing others. Those are some things I would have wanted to tell myself because I definitely felt like it was a big deal if everyone wasn't okay with me, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what did I do? What's that quote that says, you're not an avocado, you won't please everyone or something like that. You're not <laughs> candy or I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> yes, is it guacamole? Guacamole, yeah. Salsa, something. <laughs> yes, oh yes. Um, one thing that I learned this week to go with that is um, like saying things that allow you. So I'm on like this, like, like, mm-hmm. you hear her whining. <laughs> That's so cute. Don't touch the small stuff. No, wait. <laughs> She's so cute. Um, <laughs> I've been on like this, like self-help kick, like just trying to do everything that I can to make sure that I am living my best life and making sure that my head is in the right space and um for me that involves setting boundaries and I have been so scared in the past to set boundaries because I'm like oh what if they don't like me anymore what if they don't like like yeah they just like feel like I just violated that friendship right there and um like I was able to put up a boundary the other day and not Mm -hmm. have to worry about what that other person thought of me and it was like really hard but it was yeah. so it felt so good afterwards like right. being able to just do what I want to do and not yeah. stress about the, how the other person feels because I can't control that anyways that's so, so good. it's just I love that that is something that's so key and I think that you're gonna need that your whole life you know because so many times I feel like my week went by and all I was doing was fulfilling other people's invitations commitments and just because I said yes to everything and then I wasn't really doing what I wanted to do with my time and I talked to Jerry about this my husband and I was like what can we do to think like do I really want to do this or would I just be going to yeah like please someone else or you know let's be so purposeful about our time and thinking of wording is so key because if you thought beforehand what you would say and we've thought of things like, oh man, I have a commitment. And even if it's just you being at home resting, that's a great commitment, you know? And so just saying that you have a commitment, but you love to go or something like that helps to, you know, set those boundaries and mm-hmm. not feel like, yeah, like you're letting anyone down or anything. And it's so, so good that you're able to do this since now. That's a great time to start. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, I told my dad, he got super excited for me and it was just, it was fantastic. Oh, yes. You're like, yay, three cheers. No, it's amazing. And like he said, it's so freeing because mm-hmm. after you're like, you know what? That felt so good. And I didn't have to question, am I letting someone down? Am I making them mad or whatever? So yeah. So the first couple of times I tried it, it was just like, Part of me was freaking out. I'm like, whoa, yeah. look at what we just did. Like, this is so cool. And the other part yeah. of me was like, nah, what are you doing? This is not good. Stop it. Like, yeah. what about them? And so. Oh, I, I know. That's crazy. Yes. Yes. I love that. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else um, that you want to add to tell your past well, 20 year old self? <laughs> that I wanted to. Well, okay several things. So one of the things I was thinking was to not be afraid of having 
um, what is to other people like a boring hobby because like I for example love <laughs> when I was still to this day but when I was 20 in high school I love to knit I love to do counter cross stitch that's like old grandmas right but and I probably not never tell my friends that because they'd be like what but or read books that are autobiographies of great people when others are like more into fiction and I just felt like I needed to hide all those hobbies because people would think I'm weird or like what like that's not out of this like so out of ordinary mm -hmm. I felt like and so anything that felt to me like I was different than my friends made me want to hide that. But I love, and to this day, yeah, crafting, knitting, counted cross stitch where you do like X's and make a picture with it. <laughs> and I love finding DIY things on Pinterest and just working on them. I watched some YouTube videos the other day and made candles or soap or things like that, you know, just learning how to make things the other day. So I don't know. Yeah, not feeling um, embarrassed about that. And and yeah, some of the, one of the other things that I would say is, um, and you, I was talking about this with you earlier with one of your questions, but about what to do with discouragement, because going along the same line of, yeah, like self-help and of mental health, um, all of us, especially when you're young, you go through so many crazy emotions and it's hard to remember that part of that is our bodies are just changing because hormones are crazy and Sometimes you don't know what to do with that. And so, you know, it's easy to just feel so down in the dumps or blue for no reason. And you're like, why am I sad again? I don't even remember, but <laughs> you know, and so just remembering that that will pass and that, you know, one thing I had to do is also to keep in mind music or things that makes me sad. You know, there's that song or songs that, you know, if you listen to it, you're just going to be sad because of someone it reminds you of or a moment. And sometimes you just have to turn it off, you know, because I, I remember I was sitting in the hair salon, um, a couple of years ago and it was playing over the loudspeaker and I was like, Oh no, this is the song that makes me cry. I'm going to be so depressed after this. And I just told the girl like, hey, can you just like switch it? Because it's totally, this is like gonna make me sad. And she was like, oh, absolutely. And I was like, wow, I was not gonna say anything because I don't wanna make a big deal of it. But again, no, yes, you know, like speak up. And even if it's hard or uncomfortable, um, but avoiding those things. Um, but yeah, just remember that this will pass and, you know, do something for someone else. That is something that encourages me so much um, just to get up and write someone an encouraging letter, even though I'm feeling sad or just do something for someone else. Yeah. Like help an older person or I don't know, just like hold the baby or whatever, you know, <laughs> and remember that everyone, you know, goes through hard times, but they'll pass and um, finding someone to, you can trust to really open up to is super key. Um, because I think that often we tend to like clam up and just keep it to ourselves and like go in our dark hole, <laughs> me do, <laughs> and we're just like going to cry it out or eat ice cream or something. But that doesn't fix anything, you know, and sometimes it's really important to think of that person that's trustworthy, that'll listen and not say anything because, you know, sometimes you just want to be heard, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember November before last, I was like really discouraged and I wanted to open up to someone or share, talk to someone about it. And um, Jerry, my sweet husband has already heard it all. So I was like, I need to talk to them, tell someone else, right? Um, and I was like, who is like a sweet friend, like a, even an older woman that could give me wisdom or her thoughts or whatever, or just listen. Like you said, I just wanted to listen. And I thought of this really great um, 
woman that I knew of and she seems super wise and like someone I would want to open up to. So I was like, Hey, so I have some things I just want to share. And, um, if you could just listen and be like a listening ear, that's really all I need. <laughs> Cause often you, you in fact don't want to be told, well, you need to do this, but you shouldn't, you know, you just need listening. Well, I told her and it was like super confidential. And she went and told like five people. And then they came back around and were like, oh yeah, so about that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I like totally crushy. And I was like, wow, I thought her being a grown, like she's twice my age, she would be like, oh yeah, this is really confidential, you know? So not necessarily. And so I was thinking, wow, I want to be that friend that is really trustworthy, that people can, um, anything that is shared with me is trustworthy, confidential, and that I know how to, you know, so, mm-hmm. so that was a really big lesson for me because I was like, I want to be that person that I didn't have. And then, you know, to know yeah. how to find that. <laughs> not, not just every adult is a good listener. So, Ugh. yes. Yep. I have learned that with my sweet residents here at the old folks home. Sure. Like, oh you just tell them one thing and everybody knows. You're like, what? I know. It's so crazy. It- Oops, it's kind of a good lesson to not be that way. <laughs> yes, oh, I man. definitely have like a vent journal that I use. Oh, I kind of just like good. put everything out. But okay. then I do take it to someone who like can help me work through okay. what I was feeling and not hold on to those terrible feelings. Yeah. That's so good, writing it out. I love that. Yes, yep. There were some feelings on Sunday that I wasn't able to process and I couldn't figure out. Or so I wrote them down and it kind of helped it just like fit into like their little sorting cabinets. For sure. It makes you almost understand what's happening when you write it down. Mm -hmm. Yes. It was very nice. I very much needed it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh man. We all love that. I love journaling. Okay, guys, that's the end of this podcast with Christina. Thank you so much for listening. If you guys want to check her out, I've got her social media links in the description below. Go ahead and go follow her and see what she's got going on. Um, Also, if you guys have any topics or people you'd like me to interview, let me know. We can do that. Also, stay tuned for the next 10 to 15 minute episode to recap about what we learned and how you and I can apply the things that we have learned this episode as always subscribe leave us a review and go follow us on instagram thanks everyone hey it's michaela and i just want to clear some things up really quick i know in the outro i said join me in the next episode of your 10 to 15 minute review that will actually be launched tomorrow so stay tuned tomorrow for that review and you guys can get all the tips and tricks on what we've learned and how you can apply it and how we both can apply it in our lives